I'd like you to take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 133. We're going to look at a, we're going to take a very short look at a very short Psalm. Psalm 133 uh, fits into a, a group of Psalms that fits us perfectly this morning. Um, starting with Psalm 120, which is right after that, that very long 176 verse Psalm 119, starting with Psalm 120, these Psalms are called the Songs of Ascent because these are the songs that the children of Israel would sing as they were going back up to Jerusalem to be together, to worship the Lord together. And so I think it's fitting for us to, to sing this song. We're not going to sing it literally, but to sing this song in our hearts this morning uh, as we come back together uh, to worship the Lord. Um, and, you know, our hill may not be as high as Mount Zion, as high as Jerusalem was in the, in the surrounding areas, but it's a, it's a nice hill. One of the earlier uh, Psalms, Psalm 122, in that same grouping, says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And, uh, and I think a lot of us came in this morning with that, with that same heart-filled um, thought. Um, what a blessing it is to come together uh, to the house of the Lord. Now, this house of the Lord is different than the one uh, that they were singing about. Uh, they had a tabernacle or a temple uh, where the glory of the Lord um, resided. We, on the other hand, being filled with the Holy Spirit since coming to faith in Jesus Christ, we are the house of God. Wherever his people are, there's where his house is. That looks like a house, but we are the house. And so I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord, and that is who we are. But Psalm 133, in the same grouping of Psalms, uh, says this to us. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like the precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. That is a picture of the body of Christ. That is a picture of what Israel was supposed to look like. They had their troubles living up to that. But in Jesus Christ, by his giving us the Holy Spirit to come into all of us who believe, he then makes us a unified body that no matter what we have to go through as a body, we can do it together. Now, is it, does it always work out that way? Are we always unified? Is the body of Christ always standing together as it's supposed to? No. It's made up of human beings. It's made up of sinful people. It's made up of people with opinions. It's made up of people with personalities. It's made up of people with you know, personal difficulties and relational issues and, and, and health issues and all different kinds of things which all work against our unity. But how good and pleasant it is when we can overcome all of those things by the power of God's Spirit, by the truthfulness of His Word, 
to live together, to dwell together, to work together in unity. And then he gave two brief pictures, the picture of, of, of the anointing of Aaron, which was a wonderful, wonderful thing for Israel. Because when Aaron was anointed, they had a spokesman. They had someone now who could represent them before Almighty God. And they did it through this anointing oil. And, and, and so that was very special. Then it doesn't mean a whole lot to us, but it meant a lot to them because it was a great, great thing for them to have a spokesman, a priest, a high priest. And then, his, and then through his family, a group of priests who would represent them before God. Aren't you glad we have a priest this morning? Aren't you glad that we have a priest who is anointed at his baptism by God himself? Aren't you glad that we have a priest whose anointing continued as he bared upon himself all of our sins when he died on the cross? Aren't you glad that he proved himself to be our high priest when he rose again from the dead and then ascended to the right hand of the Father, going through the heavenlies for us, guaranteeing to every one of us that we have someone who will speak to God for us. We have someone who will represent us when we need representation. I don't know if you all have noticed the, uh, just this new craze around us of lawyer billboards. Have you seen those? Everywhere you turn, things are looking up. I hired Montlick Associates, you know? That, that's, of course, after I, you know, had my back broken in the accident that just happened or whatever the case may be. But we are always looking for representation when we need somebody to, to help us in the law. Well, I want to tell you something. We need somebody to represent us before God more than we need somebody to represent us in a court. Because the Word of God tells us that the wages of sin is death. And that sinks all of us. but we have one who stands before us. When we put our trust in him, when we put our trust in our high priest, Jesus Christ, the one who is really anointed, we have one who will stand before God and say, he or she or they are mine. They are covered in my blood. They are clean before us. And we stand in his presence because we have a high priest, greater than any high priest that the Israelites had. We have Jesus Christ himself. And then he continued the picture. He said, it's, it's, it's as if the dew of Mount Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. Mount Zion, a, a, an arid place, a place that probably hadn't had, you know, probably has very few days ever when it has any dew. Mount Hermon, a wonderful wonderful place of, of snowfall and, and rain and, and, and just gorgeous habit, um, um, vegetation. Lots of dew, lots of refreshment. And he says the, when the, the people of God dwell together in unity, it's as if dew were falling in Death Valley. It's as if God would refresh all of us because we're living together in his unity. And so I ask you this morning, as we take up the challenge of trying to figure out how to navigate this new landscape that we're on, and the, and the landscape's changing every day. As a matter of fact, 
for the last couple of days, hardly any of us have thought about COVID-19. We got a bigger problem. We didn't think it could get bigger than COVID-19. All of a sudden, we're burning our country down again. We're, we're living in a place that's, that's going to give us all kinds of challenges to live together in the unity of the body of Christ. But this morning, as we come back together, and this is a significant day for us. Oh, everybody's not here. Hopefully everybody's here in one way or another, hopefully uh, through online. Some people are traveling this week. Maybe they're even watching in their cars on their way to wherever they're, where they're going or coming back from. But we have the challenge as we face these uncertain times together, as we start coming back together, we are going to have all kinds of different ideas, all kinds of different opinions on what we need to be doing. And we need to commit ourselves to this truth, that it is good and pleasant when God's people, when his children dwell together in unity. Because it is in that unity that he provides his blessing. And then he refers back to Mount Zion and he says, life forevermore. Because it's not the unity of the body of Christ that gives us life forever. It's what took place on that, on that place called Mount Zion where Jesus was nailed to the cross to give life to everyone who would receive him. Because of COVID-19, because of this, of this crisis, the second crisis that our country is in, more and more people around us are going to be wondering what is going on. And they may be wondering how we, in the midst of all this, can have the peace that we have. And how we, in the midst of all this, can have the relationships that we have with one another in the body of Christ. This is one of our greatest witnessing tools, this body together that we can share with others what God has done for us through Jesus Christ and can help us overcome the difficulties of this life because he's given us the guarantee of the promise of life forevermore. We live in that truth. We live in that hope that we are living forever. Oh, last night, some of you uh, got the email that, uh, that our daughter at, at her restaurant that she was working at over by the Mall of Georgia, that, that they closed down because the protests were starting up at the Mall of Georgia and there, were a lot, there was a lot of yelling and a lot of craziness going on. And so they closed the restaurant and, and they all huddled together in the middle of the restaurant until the police could come to escort them to their cars and get them out safely and all those kind of things. I tell you, that shakes a daddy up. But you know what? I know she's secure. I know she's secure. And that changes everything. Knowing that even, even if the worst of the worst happens, to us, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Because of what Christ has done for us. Not only does he unify us to make us effective, to make us productive, fruitful uh, believers for his glory. But he tops it off with life forevermore. I hope you're thinking about that a lot. I hope, you're, I hope that you're 
you're focused on that because that hope gives us the strength. That hope gives us the perspective to make it through all of the stuff that we're gonna have to get through. We don't know what that is. We have no idea. Again, this past, this, this weekend that we're in right now has proven again, we have no idea what's going on. We have no idea what's coming next. But those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ, those of us who have committed ourselves to live together as the body of Christ in the unity of the Spirit, we have amazing things to look forward to. Because only our God can say, all things work together for good for those of us who love God, for those of us who are called according to his purpose. We're the only ones that can say that. We're the only ones that can live life in light of that promise. Everything is going to turn out great for us because of the promises that God has made, because of the provisions that he's made for us. So let's live this life in the unity of his spirit. Being like-minded, as he said in Philippians chapter 2, being like-minded to keeping our minds fixed on the Word of God, continuing to grow in our knowledge of His Word, and let's work hard together to serve Him in the peaceful harmony that He will shine through to help reach this world for Christ. Well, can we commit ourselves today as we restart, in a sense, can we commit ourselves to dwelling together, to living together, to serving together in the unity of the Spirit that only God can do through us. Well, remember, it starts with a personal relationship with Him. It starts with taking care of eternal business with God. And that's not a group effort. That's not a family affair. That is something that every individual has to take care of themselves. Every one of us needs to recognize that we are sinful before God and in need of a Savior, and that He provided us that Savior through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So I would encourage you today, if you have not put your trust in Jesus Christ, right now, wherever you find yourself arranged in this beautiful grove, right now you can, in the silence of your own heart, say, Jesus, I need you. Please forgive me. And thank you for the promise of eternal life. He will do that for anyone who asks, him, who asks him. He will save anyone who calls on his name. And so I would encourage you to do that this morning. And those of us that have, let's recommit ourselves to living in the unity of the spirit that he's given us by the renewing of our minds through his word so that we can shine brightly on this hill that he's given us. Let this hill be a reminder that we out in the community are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden, and he will see others come to faith in Christ through our witness as we live together in the unity that he provides. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for this special opportunity that you've given us to come back together after these months of separation. Oh, we thank you for the technology that's enabled us to continue our worship services and to stay in touch that. We, we thank you that those who can't be with us here on the hill today uh, are with us uh, through, the, through the internet. We're thankful for that. But we're very glad to be back together today. 
But we want to, we want this, uh, this assembly to mean something. We want it to count for something. We want it to be more than just being great to see each other. We, Father, want you to use this time together this morning to launch us into a season of unity, of relationship, and of purpose that you would use us in a great way, not only to bless each other, but to bless this community and this world around us that is struggling, that is divided, that is confused, that is desperate. We pray that you would use us and other local bodies like us to shine brightly in this dark world and that you would be glorified to bring many to faith in Christ during this season through the blessings that you pour out into our lives through the unity of your spirit. Help us to walk as one. Help us to serve as one. Help us to speak as one. Help us to pray as one. Help us to love one another, even as the Lord Jesus has shown his love for us. And we pray these things in his great name. Amen.